after hours with Cole Ross. <laughs> Cole after dark. All right, turn the lights down low. Send the kitties to bed, it gets a little blue. Uh, Put out fire, it's time for just the coals. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode number 142 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about, what else? Video games. My name is Cole Ross. I am your host for this evening, and I am joined via Skype today by... Dennis Furia. Ben Merkel. Thank you so much for joining us here, fellas. Uh, What do we have in store for you today? We have uh, some extemporaneous conversation planned already recorded um for the quick hits <laughs> and the what's new on your mind and then after that we're going to jump into what we've been playing just because you know we've we, we've only done the what you've been playing you know recently so you know it's we we, we want to we want to bring something new into it right so you can expect that it's going to be about ces the uh, the consumer the consumer electronics show um you know what just because i'm feeling a little bit randy what you guys drinking homebrew <laughs> can you can you describe uh, I yeah. For Christmas, I had I received a kit to make a not just for breakfast stout, and uh, so it's a stout with coffee, maybe a little bit of chocolate, and uh, it's from a place that I hadn't uh, ordered through before, so the malt was a little bit more complex, and so mm-hmm. it turned out pretty well. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. Neat. Are you a fan of the Founders Breakfast Stout? Oh yes. Okay, yes. I, I just wanted to make sure because there was somebody that I know who 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 like you really enjoys um, stouts, but mm-hmm. for, but for some reason hated the breakfast stout, and and I just wanted to punch them. It has the most adjectives on the bottle out of any other beer that I know. <laughs> <laughs> the the double chocolate coffee oatmeal breakfast stout. I think. <laughs> nice. Oh, good. That's uh. That, that's that. That's neat. Um. How about you, Dennis? I'm I'm ashamed. Uh, my game is rusty, and I forgot to grab a beverage before oh. hopping into my recording room. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just drinking some 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 Adams some Adams Winter Lager. Some Adams. Some Adams. Tasty. Um. So. <laughs> I know I kind of put it on you guys. I wasn't able, like, I wasn't able to focus on anything that was uh, less than five feet from my face, and <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't able to do any pre-pro. Did That's you look fun. up any quick hits, or is this just going to be a what you what you plan thing? I have oh. I have one quick hit. Okay, it is uh, the the DLC coming for Saints Row the Third. And I thought since both of you have played that and liked it, I, I thought it was uh, relevant. Uh, and since uh, Cole, I know you like Team Fortress Two. Uh, it's relevant. Is, is are... Valve involved? Um, well, I, I, actually, we... I didn't see specifically mentioned if Valve is involved. I, I mean, I guess I imagine in a way they have to be. You, uh, they're releasing for free tomorrow uh, all the Team Fortress Two skins for your character in, in, in Saints Row the Third. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's only it is only the PC version. You can only get them through Steam. Oh yeah, that 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 does it. Who plays the PC version? Sadly, mm. yeah. Yeah, and I haven't even I haven't even read video game news in the past couple of days either, so I can't like extemporaneously talk about anything. <laughs> Have you uh, seen anything about the CES conference? I, I mean, I saw something about it, just like that Microsoft is doing something really weird with it, but 
You know? What's, what are they doing? They're doing um, connect for the computer, like connect for connect for your PC. Okay. Which, given that one of the biggest problems with Connect is that like a lot of people don't have a big enough space to use it, it seems really strange that you're going to try and implement Connect in a situation where most people are sitting two feet away from it. <laughs> and it's instead of being one fifty for it, it's two fifty, I guess, because it has better optics in it. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess that. It's kind of everyone had used the Connect as a weird experimental thing anyway, rather yeah. than a gaming piece. So. Oh gosh, I saw such a uh, such a great. Uh, oh man, it was right before. It was right before the Muppet movie. They were running this awesome promo about Connect Labs and showing like all of the different ways to do it, and they and they set it to like this nice, like piano or violin uh, uh, cover or you know uh, arrangement of the Pixies. Where's my mind? Huh. It's really neat. It's good. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't understand the uh, uh, wanting to put Connect on there, but I guess everything's kind of moving that way. Like with uh, with the Apple TV, everybody's you know the, the 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 biggest the biggest speculation is that instead of trying to make some kind of device that will navigate the screen, it will it will, it will all just be Siri. Um, <laughs> you, you know, but just they're looking for new ways because you can't make uh, like a computer monitor a touch screen like you just can't do it they've tried to do it but it's just it's it's terrible because you don't want to be reaching up at something for hours and hours nothing on the desktop is going to replace mouse and keyboard so they're trying yeah. to like find ways to like bring in like minority port uh, minority report voice control stuff with it okay that's cool yeah so funny story my my dad for uh his his birthday last year got a touchscreen monitor okay. from HP. And it's like one with the with the computer built into it and everything. And uh, my mom had gotten it for him because he needed a new computer. And she was like, "Oh yeah, it'll be so cool." You know, touches. You know, he, he doesn't like using computers, so she oh. thought like, "Oh, touch would be a, a good option for him and everything." But then whenever she would come over to help him with anything on the computer, she'd like reach out and touch the screen to show him what to do, just mm-hmm. habitually. And would always like click on crap and, you know, <laughs> activate stuff she didn't mean to. So they almost immediately turned <laughs> off the touch screen. That's kinda like if somebody if somebody went back and added uh, accelerometers to like NES controllers. Mm-hmm. Because every every everybody's parents when they were playing NES they would you know jerk it around you know just like oh no gotta dodge you know something like that maybe you did it instinctually yep. too um, but if they if they went back and just did that and all of a sudden all of a sudden that did something you know it it, it controlled your character or your car in some way that would really yeah. throw you off yeah <laughs> no that story didn't go where I thought it was going to go if I had somebody you know if I had somebody down on my computer and they were like reaching for the screen I would just. Yeah. Just smack yeah. it. Just no, no, don't do that. Stop that. <laughs> Next time you try and touch my screen, you're pulling back a stump. <laughs> CES, like that's it used to be like a big game thing. That used to be the uh, that used to be the, the the place to be. But E3 took that took all that over in uh, yeah. 1995. But even so E3 now it's just fun. cool technology. <laughs> what's this? Uh, what's this link that you dropped in, into the robot? Then. Uh, so this is <laughs> take this robot. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, something that was at CES. It's uh, a project by Razer. Uh, it's called Project Fiona, and it's it's basically a handheld gaming system uh, akin to the iPad. 
and uh, they just have a video of it playing Skyrim. So, so I thought that you might be interested in it, Cole, to uh, yeah. see what it looks like. But uh, Skyrim on the go. Yeah, you know. that's a uh, that's impressive to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off the audio, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna watch this as I talk about it. Um, I think I may I may have seen a seen a. Mm, a, a TV commercial for this, or maybe a, an online product dem, demo video. Mm-hmm. Um, does does that look like a really weird machine to you? Like, does does that just look really ungainly? It looks like an iPad with two Wii's on either side of it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with two nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but what's what's bizarre about this to me? Um, he's holding it, and the the analog sticks are above the buttons. So on the right side, you would expect, you know, like on a, on a normal controller, or at least on on both controllers that are extant right now, um, the 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 face buttons are located above the the, the thumbstick, yeah. whereas he, it, it just it seems like such a weird area. It's kind of like um, was it was it the Xbox Duke controller or the Xbox Small controller where you had to reach down to hit the black and white buttons? Yeah, the man hands controller. Yeah, I, it was it was in the smaller one was the yeah. one where you reached down for it. The man hands you had to reach up above yeah. the four buttons to get the black and the white button. <laughs> there's a there, there's a podcast that I listen to. It's called Hypercritical. Um, yeah. Normally they talk about uh, Apple stuff and they you know just it, they. It's the guy who hosted his name is John John Syracuse. He's a really smart guy. Uh, you know, he criticizes everything. He's never happy with anything. It's just it's really funny, uh, just because he's just <laughs> he's, he sounds like Ray Romano, and it's great. Um, but they they spent the past two episodes talking about video game controllers in like the most minute detail possible. And I imagine that if you watched this, he he would probably throw a fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh no i mean it looks it looks pretty legit um i don't know seeing <laughs> for some reason seeing this is cast is casting into doubt my my opinion of how well the wii u is going to work um <laughs> here's, here's the thing though. all right i'm looking at this video and there's like the hdmi cable strapped into the bottom of it uh-huh and i'm just wondering like so is this like really just being the monitor and controller for a game that's being run on uh, something else that's a good question that is a that is a like, really good question very sneaky but because i can't it, imagine there it could go it could go either way right it could be that he is piping hdmi out um to a bigger screen that they, they are at a, uh, at a at a trade show um or they could be piping signal in to show it, just kind of like, oh, this is what it's going to look like. We swear we're just plugging in a demo PC so you can kind of see how it's going to work. But, you know, not really. It'll all be packed in there and then actually, no, it won't. Oh. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> no, but that's that, that's an that's an interesting concept. I've always been kind of in love with the idea of not so much having a PC, but having like a, a Steam device. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So it's like a it's like a console, but it's but it's you know spec specifically for like the, you know, the 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 Steam console for 2011 or the Steam console for 2012, and it's like okay, this will run Crisis at you know acceptable levels, and that's all that it does is it will it will it will play it will play you know uh, Crisis two or Battlefield three or whatever, and anything that is of lower spec. Then the next Which year there's every other game. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it's like it's benchmarked so that there's no game on 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 Steam that you can't play with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just if so, they sold that little box, kind of like you know Apple sells an Apple TV, or you can buy like a boxy box for doing uh, for for rolling your own you know boxy uh, media center 
machine kind of thing. Um, just like a, just like a custom rolled, uh, kind of thing because, you know, PCs are getting rare, you know, and I'm, I'm not just saying that, you know, for my Mac ivory tower, it's just like the point where I, you know, I, I know people who are casual, who are casual people, you know, vis-a-vis their computing. Right. And their phone has really kind of overtaken a lot of what they, of what a lot of what they do. And, you know, they don't have a PC just kind of like laying around like, oh, why would I need a PC? I do all my email and web browsing on my on my on my phone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and so if they if they didn't want to pay, you know, fifteen hundred dollars for a for, a, you know, for a rigged out gaming PC, they could get this thing that would be marked down and just do it that way and then do all their general purpose computing elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. this this kind of seems like it's 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 fitting into that. But I have to see specs and all that. I mean, obviously. Skyrim's, you know, it's kind of a beast. It's it's not the most beastly, but it's pretty beastly. Um, you know, runs Windows eight. That's that's iffy. Better than Android, though, I guess. So, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. CES is a really big shit show. Honestly, it's hmm, it's pretty much just like how big can we make this TV? Let's make everything three D and then Bluetooth, Bluetooth, Bluetooth. You know. <laughs> The the way I see it, it looks like how can we make our lives like Minority Report? <laughs> There's nothing coming out. That's game one of those wise. things. Like game wise, you know, like uh, not not that I care about. What about Mass Effect Three? Mass Effect Three, yeah, but that's like you know, usually in the past couple of years, you know, January and and February have been really have been really big. I mean, look at last year. Um, even on its own, last year was gigantic because of uh, Dead Space Two and uh, and uh, Dragon Age Two. You know, both mm-hmm. of those both of those were were big big, you know, January February games um, that kind of came out. And you know, I I took a look at the things that I want to buy, and I, I don't have any games that I want to buy this year until uh, un, until you know March until until Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. You're leaving room for something to surprise you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, okay, Syndicate might be really cool, you know, or the new XCOM, you know, but I don't know when those come out. So, Bioshock was supposed to come out in February, but it's not coming out until until August and all that. You you know, Max Payne that was pushed back into May. You know, is that game coming out? (laughs) Bioshock or Max Payne? Well, Max Payne, and then we'll talk about Bioshock. (laughs) Max Payne three that 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 was pushed back to May. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that'll be the next Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> it's damn damn near pretty close. Um, that and uh, the Last Guardian. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> I mean, just sad. I'm sorry. I can't. I, I can't riff on that. That's, I didn't mean to break your heart. Heartbreaking. No, no. But uh, Max Payne three. That one's been. It, it looks pretty legit. It looks. It looks neat. I'm. I've never been a, a, a huge Max Payne fan, but um, Rockstar's kind of hit it out of the park for the past couple of years. So I'm. I'm inclined to be something of a believer. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's just it's really opened up a lot of my you know a, a lot of my time for backlog stuff you know yeah well, i there, saw your backlog shelf i was gonna <laughs> say why don't we why don't we slide right into what you've been playing but what's <laughs> well, on what, your backlog <laughs> what's been backlogging cool um what i've been backlogging what you've been what you've been belogging yes belogging yeah yeah no I'll, I'll have to put up a picture of this it might be the the image for the for the show I, I don't know can we do clogging? <laughs> what are you clogging? What's clogging up your shelves, Colt? Um, <laughs> um, this is this is psychotically self-involved and not something anybody I would I would recommend you do. Um, but I went through my entire game collection, at least everything from PS2 on. 
So PS2, Xbox, GameCube, you know, 360, Wii, and PlayStation 3. Um, and I have rearranged all of them into the order that I got them. Oh, chronolo- is this a high fidelity move? This is move? a high fidelity move. Did somebody break up with you? <laughs> no. No, but I was just like, I don't know. I because because I've I've tinkered with the idea. I have I have so many games. Um I have so many games that I haven't beaten. And w- once I got all these in order, I, I set them I set the ones that I have beaten on their sides. The ones that I have yet to beat, they're still remaining upright. So I can see at a glance, like, oh, this is this is one that I can play. You know, but just I have so many games that I haven't beaten that I've I've toyed with the idea of doing a literal pile of shame, you know? Because like, oh, it's <laughs> like, oh, what's on your pile of shame? Like, oh gosh, I haven't played Beyond Good and Evil. I haven't done that. So yeah, but no, I, I wanted to literally make a pile of of something. Um, and put it in a very visible place. So every time that I sat down to play a game, I could look at it and recognize that that is a thing that I need to do. That is a commitment that I made to myself with my wallet that I haven't fulfilled. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the idea of stacking a pile of games somewhere where I can see it just drives me nuts. <laughs> like just piles. I don't do well with piles. Um, you don't do well with messes. I feel like, yeah, no, I'm not that kind of person. I, I, I'm, I am a fastidious a fastidious man uh, as regards clutter. Um, so I decided to do this. I haven't re- I haven't really delved into it. Like when we get into the proper, like what you know, what you've been playing. But it just it's just it's important, you know, to to me. And you know, just kind of like last year, you know, my 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 big goal was to finish the Dark Tower, and I did it in six months. Um, this year, because there is so little coming out, it's going to be the year of the backlog. You know, <laughs> I'm going to actually try and beat these games that I bought but haven't. You know, some of them I haven't even played. It's a it's a, it's a real shame um pile of shame yeah <laughs> i love i love that we just had like 15 minutes of awesome conversation that's completely unusable because it's predicated on us watching a video that no one will be able to see <laughs> yeah. i'll put it in the show I notes about that too no oh, I'll, well. put, I'll put it in the show notes that's fine they'll they'll, they'll see it that's <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown Cole. can you edit this together <laughs> no no it's fine it's because because we described exactly what we you know what we were talking about right no <laughs> nice. th- this is going to be the quick hits this is going to be the uh this is going to be our amorphous you know what's new in the world kind of kind of thing and then we're going to segue into nice. what you've been playing so yeah Sweet. Um, but we didn't do an introduction either so we didn't <laughs> so i'll do that if you're listening you know who we are <laughs> it's in the show notes don't worry it's all in the show notes it's always in the show notes so guys i have an important question for you yes what's your sleep number sleep number Ooh. 73 purely mm. because it was the number on my football jersey <laughs> uncomfortable as hell but that's my number yeah yeah my my, my mine's 13 every sports number i've had has been 13 <laughs> yeah oh you, well you you're you're unfamiliar oh they're they're adjustable mattresses you can you can adjust how firm they are on both sides so couples don't have to fight anymore i think i think couples are gonna still fight well yeah but you know <laughs> but not about mattresses not about mattresses hey one less thing <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The real do question: know, Do you know how many mattress-related divorces there are in this country every year? <laughs> Literally millions. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you guys been playing? Who, who who wants to chime in? I think we got to go I with was, disco on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was out last week, so I can I can catch you up. Cool. Um, and uh, the biggest news in my life is that I got a new gaming platform. Which of oh, course really? is the iPhone. Is it, is, it a, is it a PSP? No, no. Ooh. Was it was it an Xbox? No, 
what was it was it an engage <laughs> i wish no. <laughs> this was my work issued iphone Ooh, nice which you promptly loaded <laughs> yeah. which you promptly loaded jetpack joy right onto that's absolutely correct. <laughs> that and uh, a bunch of other things. and it, it was nice. So I got this technically for work. Um, however, the, due, to a, due to a technical glitch, um, they were unable to sync my email with, with it for the first week. So I had this thing just purely for, you know, personal stuff for a week before, you know, they slaved my email to it. Now I'm always connected and whatever. Yeah. But... Uh, in that week, I managed to get a, a lot of good gaming in. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I, I got in all the standard fare. You, you mentioned it, Jetpack Joyride, uh, Mega Jumps, Scrabble. Um, I, I downloaded, this is really cool. Have you guys heard about the PopCap Games game but, that was created as a Make-A-Wish? Uh, no, no, I haven't heard about this. So there is a uh, fourth grader who had a uh, very serious cancer. I forget of what kind, but his make-a-wish was to design a video game. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they arranged for him to meet with PopCap Games uh, and a, a design team there. It's like their studio that does more experimental stuff. And uh, he came in, though, with like a PowerPoint presentation and outlined for them every single facet of how this game was going to work. And like they were just blown away by the amount of like thought and uh, energy that went into this game that he had in his mind. Um, and it was actually a really, really good idea. And so they actually like worked with him to develop this, and it's out for free uh, on the App Store now. Uh, and I, So I downloaded that and played it. It's like a little bit of a um, strategy game where you kind of have to uh, choose the right forces to counterbalance your enemy's forces uh, to push the line of war ever closer to the enemy's base. And then once you push them all the way back to the base, you start doing ban- damage to the base and eventually prevail. Uh, um, point point of order, what is the title of this game? Oh, shoot. Uh, something to do with Space Police. I'm going to check it right <laughs> now. <laughs> hey, it was a fourth grader. Of course it's Space Police. <laughs> and David Bowie song. We would have it no other way. Uh, Allied Star Police. There we go. Allied, there we go. Allied we Star go. Police. Yes. I am um, downloading this. Yeah. Okay. And so um, it's it's a really fun game. I've only played it a little bit because I just found out about it recently. Um, but uh, so they, they saw it all the way through and released it for free. And the best part is that this kid uh, was discharged uh, just about a month ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Neat. So, uh, <laughs> There's one of the stories you read it and you get the warm fuzzies all over and then you go play the game and blow up aliens and you get the warm fuzzies all over. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that they're, that they're not doing something where like, hey, it's a buck and then and then the the, the proceeds go to make a wish. That would that would be smart. That, 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 I mean, <laughs> pop pop cap can can do no wrong. Make make no mistake. Um, but uh, that, that that seems like it would have been the, the the smarter way to go about it to me. I don't know though. It's it's worth it's worth the buck as well. Yeah. I think probably just really keeping the spirit of like just realizing this kid's dream. They probably wanted as many people to play it as possible. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. It's good PR too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. good, great PR. Yeah. Um. So I've been playing that. The other game that I've been playing um is Scribblenauts, uh, uh, and it's yeah. a called Scribblenauts Remix. It's a version made for the uh, iOS, <laughs> but it's. It's basically a bunch of levels from the first two games for yeah. DS. Yeah, uh, so the, a lot of the adjectives from uh, Super Scribble Knots in there. Yep, 
Yep, and um, I, I think there are ten new levels. I haven't gotten to them yet. Um, I recognize a couple of the levels from uh, my sister-in-law having a DS and having that game, but uh, you know, otherwise it's all new to me, so I don't mind that it's all recycled levels. They added Siri uh, support to that a couple of months back, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you can you can say what you want, which is really helpful when you're trying to bring in a. a ornery pterodactyl you know (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's difficult to spell that is very very difficult to spell um so having fun with that and then the big thing i've been sinking my time into is infinity blade 2 oh and um it's just a hugely addictive game uh on on many 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 levels and i haven't played the first one and a caution to anyone who hasn't played either of these games, if you jump into the second one, you're going to be completely lost by the story for a while. Like, from what I could tell, the the story picks up from the end of the first game immediately, and, like, you've got a sidekick that you're talking with about the god king that you just killed, and there's all this inference about what you're going to go do next, and you just have no context for any of it. Right. So, um, and then and then, you know... Some events go down that I won't spoil it because there's a an element of this game that's kind of central that I can't I can't talk about because it was kind of oh wow when I first saw it so I don't want to ruin it but basically that's really confusing the first time it happens about as confusing as me alluding to it without extrapolating here <laughs> um, but man this game does so much right and really really makes me believe in in the iOS as a gaming platform um, starting with the combat. So, so, so I mean, let's let's explain like the basic premise of the game, like like what it is. It's a first person sword combat game. First, yeah, that's well, not first person. You're technically over. Oh, the shoulder. yeah, I, but it's but yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a sword combat game, and basically that's that's really all you do. There are cutscenes in between that it's like a point and click adventure that is way 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 dumbed down meets a really cool intuitive sword combat system. Mm-hmm. So you fight a dude, and then you kind of click on the screen to collect loot, and then click on the screen to go to the next fight, fight a dude, repeat. Um, But it has an insane amount of weapons. Um, Every weapon has uh, experience points that uh, you earn, and then when you master a weapon, max out the experience point, you get an extra point to add to your stats, and you can add to your, your health, your attack, your shield, or your magic. Um, all of which you can use in combat. Um, and the combat is just really the star of this. So every other game that I've played, and you guys I'm sure can pull out one that that uh, is just like this, but <laughs> every other game I've played is very attack-focused, where you know blocking is the square button, and you just hold that until the enemy stops moving, and then you know go into attacking, which is where the real fun is. The real fun in this game is in defending yourself. And once you defend yourself well enough to open up um, the opportunity to attack, the attacks are kind of mindless and and not that difficult. But blocking or dodging uh, or parrying incoming attacks takes a lot of um, focus and reflex, and is tremendously fun. It requires you to read the enemies a lot and like mm-hmm. understand their posture and really kind of figure out, okay, he has these five attacks and each of them, I have to respond to them in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. and because the game's narrative and because the game, you know, the way that it's put together, it's geared toward repetition. Um, <clears throat> it really, you know, you, you get to learn, uh, what these enemies do, 
uh, from the back of their hands. I'm not talking about Infinity Blade. I'm talking about Dark Souls. Uh, but it, it, it does apply. It does apply. Um, I assure you. No, no, it, it, it does. <laughs> but you're right. You say we could we could come up with with, with something that you know that that, that approximates that. And uh, yeah, defense is important in both of those games. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. There, I mean, there you go. Of course, there's an example. But it, it's so intuitive with the motion controls that it, it's the closest I've felt to like actually being in a fight. Oh really? And I. Yeah, I've never I've never done like a boxing sim, and I, I imagine maybe it's similar there, but uh, it, it really just feels like seeing and reacting, and it, it's very natural. And of course, the swiping motions that you make to parry or to attack or to dodge, um, you know, all fit right in. Uh, on top of that, the magic is cool. So you press a, a button on the side of the screen to activate magic, and then you actually trace different magic signs onto the screen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for, for a, a water attack, you actually draw a wave shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Okami. What's that? <laughs> it's like Okami. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, just like, uh, just like uh, Black and White. <laughs> I haven't played that one. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a real-time strategy god game kind of thing. Yeah, who, who made that game? Uh, that was Lionhead. Yeah, that's right. P- Peter Molyneux Studio. Interesting. Yeah. It wasn't a bad Wait, game. Just... I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so much fun yeah so you know leveling up each weapon getting the extra stats you know there's a bit of a min maxer in me that i'm playing with vastly underpowered weapons because they <laughs> level up quicker you know they have less experience so i can get that stat point faster <laughs> um and i'm kind of going through linearly uh for the all the all the equipment Let but me, it's just oh go ahead can, can can i ask you a question about the context in which you play this sure I mean, I mean, I find that there's a divide between iPhone games that I play while I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep, you know, or just around the house, and games that I play like when I'm at the optometrist, you know, waiting to get my appointment. You know, I'll play my Tiny Wings if I'm waiting in line, and I will play, uh, I'll play Sword and Sorcery if I'm if I'm sitting at home trying to kill time while something exports mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, where do you find yourself playing this one the most? This one is definitely the former, the one that you kind of focus on playing. Right. Um, and I say that purely because I want to keep the audio in. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. Just because the the sound brings a lot to the game, and so I enjoy that, but that requires me to kind of isolate myself a little more. Yeah. Um, in addition to good sound design, the visual design is absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, the combat is the star of the game, but the visual design is, to me, the high point. Um, there are a metric ass-ton of weapons in this game, and every single one of them has personality, looks unique, um, and is truly inspired. And there's the full you know, spectrum of stuff from you know, very elegant dual swords to just these you know, blood-soaked battle axes with spikes on them. Um, and but each one of them is you know on none of them I don't even know how to express it you hear me uh, <laughs> no none of these weapons were phoned in I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm trying to say none of the and, and that goes the same for the armor for the shields uh, for the rings which are you know the the items that you equip to get different magic skills all of them are just inspired so uh, I know my friends in DAP which is uh, Cincinnati's uh, art and architecture 
what design art architecture and planning school. Um, they'll give people assignments where it's like, hey, draw 60 versions of X. <laughs> you just go in and draw 60 versions. Like, you can tell someone did those exercises well because every <laughs> single one of these are just so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've really enjoyed just spending time scrolling through the menus uh, and, and looking at all the different weapons out there. Have you found yourself walking up to like a layperson and like while you're playing it to say, here, look at this. See what this one can do. <laughs> Because I did that, like I, I did that, I did that with Epic, or I did that with Epic Citadel, which was Unreal's kind of tech demo uh, for for this kind of stuff. Like I went up to my to my roommate at the time, and I was like, "Look at this thing! Like, look what my <laughs> look what my iPod Touch can do! It looks like a, it oh, looks like beautiful. It looks like an early Xbox 360 game." And then you know, um, the the one that I most recently did it with, and this is one I'm going to make a recommendation to you because it's also an Unreal Engine and it plays very similarly. It's called uh, Dark Meadow. Dark what? Dark Meadow. Meadow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a first-person survival horror uh, combat game. Um, if you're exploring like dilapidated buildings and things like that. Um, it was recommended to me uh, by uh, by Gary, uh, a fellow that I do another podcast with. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's neat too. So once you finish Infinity Blade, you might you might be interested in turning your uh, turning your attention towards that. It's not as lovingly designed as Infinity Blade is. I get the sense, but. Uh, yeah, but have you done that? Have you like showed it to your wife or to somebody that you work with? And like, look at this thing. Yeah, I did it. I did it to my wife. I was like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful!" And she's like, "Shut up and eat dinner." <laughs> no iPhones at the table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no Game Boys at the table. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so it's been it's been all iPhone gaming. Nothing nothing really of note. I mean, I've been playing um, Final Fantasy VI, which has been awesome. But uh, I feel like that's kind of more towards. The other show in, yeah. uh, in DuckFeed.tv. Yeah. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. I played Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, which is bad. Don't play it. <laughs> it's um, a bad go game. Get Lego Star- go get Lego Star Wars. Um, is, is, uh, that, yeah, is that a product of you not liking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, or do you feel like they just phoned in every aspect of the game? Oh, totally phoned in. Okay. Like, I know that Lego engine can be successful, and I know it can be fun, but every element of this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so... I've played it because it's co-op, and you know that's fun in its own right. But really, it's not a it's not a good game. Mm. Can we have the title Sad of this episode be "Phoned"? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Let me make a note of that. Index card. Oh. Phoned. Okay, I'll put this right here. I'll know what that means. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Ah, just all phone stuff. Um, did you? Mm-hmm. Did you? I forget. Did you beat Raymond? Raymond Origins. Still, still working on it. Still working it, on that. Still okay. a beautiful game. Still a ton of fun. No, nothing much new to say though. Okay, great. Um, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you're liking your, your 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 iPhone. I can make more you know more game recommendations if you if you so if you so desire, and uh, that'll be that'll be neat. Um, yeah. Ben, how about you? What's up? Uh, I don't have a whole lot on my plate. I started writing my review for Saints Row the Third earlier yeah. this evening, um, just trying to meditate on that. But I guess we didn't we didn't really talk about it in full a whole lot. I don't know. Um, uh, it was because I hadn't beaten it the last, yeah. the last time that we talked. And you beat it now. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. I like what it. Did you, what did you think? I thought it was really good. I mean. Um, I'll get the bad part out of the way. Um, okay. It feels like the majority of like the time that they want you to spend in the game is repeating things. 
um, yeah. you know, doing the different mission types that they that they present, um, which is kind of a shame because it takes some of the novelty away from like those awesome story s- scenarios that they put yes. in front of you. You yes. know, just kind of like it's just like they make you do this mind blowing thing that just kind of like that is either that's so awesome or that's hilarious or I, I've never seen that done in a game before. Um, mm-hmm. Some of these I'm not going to spoil because they are genuinely delightful. Um, yeah. But then. It, uh, this and this this is so stupid because like you would think that if I if I saw something that I really liked I would want more of it but mm-hmm. then you know you you do the insurance fraud missions and it's like oh my gosh I'm stepping out into traffic and I'm you know trying to hit as many cars as possible in some kind of bizarre reverse burnout puzzle game um, and then you finish <laughs> that and it's like awesome great and then it'll say to move on to the next insurance fraud mission and then it's like twenty more of those same things and then immediately it, it cheapens it somehow for me <laughs> exactly yeah yeah. Um, Am I off base? No, no, you're completely correct, and that that was my uh, same sentiment with the game too. Is the the missions that they have are so fine tuned and they're so uh, original and creative that it's really hard to play that other parts of the games because it's it's a lot more monotonous and it's a lot more like doing chores <laughs> than it is uh, doing anything else. I mean, I I think if they would have done like maybe one or two of each of those missions, mm-hmm. it would have been. It would have not outworn its welcome, but uh, yeah, it 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 definitely gets old pretty quickly. So, how did you that, feel about the times where they made you make like a choice between two different you know story items that would give you a different benefit, you know, so on, so on? Uh, I was I the first time I thought it was uh, I guess I was I took it a lot more seriously mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, this is gonna I don't know how this is gonna affect everything else. But then after you do it a couple times, you realize that it's just a, uh, you know, benefit versus another benefit, and you're just picking what you want, and it doesn't really affect the story a whole lot. Right. With the exception of maybe the last two, perhaps. Yeah. It, but it's it's just one of those things where they're very confrontational about it. Like they put it there, and you can't proceed until you make a choice, and yeah. that and that really kind of you know adds a bit to the stress of it. Yeah. And and it doesn't need to be as stressful as it is. Like, well, hey, dummy, do you want better weapons or do you want better cars? Yeah. And that's really all that it boils down to yeah. on at least a couple of occasions. Um, so that was one of those things. Yeah, the the way I think of it is comparing this game to Grand Theft Auto 4. Grand Theft Auto 4 is a game that focused a lot on story and character character development. And then there also happened to be some fun missions within there. This game is something that focuses on fun missions and having like a really great time. Mm-hmm. And then there happens to be a storyline in there, too, that ties all that together. <laughs> Which, I mean, saying it that way, that's 100% accurate. But I thought that the story was pretty fun, too. You know? It was fun. It was fun. But it's not something that you're going to, uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's not going to pull at your heartstrings at all or yeah, yeah, make you yeah. think about life at all. It didn't attempt to be maudlin like uh, like a Grand Theft Auto 4 uh, yeah. does slash yeah. did. Um, yeah. yeah, it just... So some of the twists and turns that it took, I thought were pretty amusing, um, and I liked a lot of the characters that you brought in uh, mm-hmm. too. Kenzie especially, she she mm-hmm. she, she amused me. Malashi's um, <laughs> the, the 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 nerd hacker girl, you know, voice in your ear with an internet connection kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, who also happens to be a pervert, no problem. A la Seth Green in <laughs> in Mass Effect, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I, I just it played so well. I really thought that just everything about it was. I mean, it, it gave you it gave you a good sense of like progression. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from the start where you had nothing to you know where you can 
call somebody in with tanks to deliver yes. to you at no you know at any point in the game. Yes. Oh, no big deal. No big deal. Um, one point that I heard and that I kind of agree with is that um, the progression I feel like is too quick, where it you go from zero to hero pretty quickly after mm-hmm. you start gaining enough money, and uh, also I feel like there's no vested interest in the city. Um, so comparing this to like Vice City, for example, which is you know like a game where you can go around and buy property. Um, the way they did it in Vice City is so much better than the way they did this here. Because here, again, uh, kind of like what we were talking before, buying property is a chore, pretty much. Yeah. You you buy property so that you can make more money for your hourly wage, so it's kind of like an, uh, investing, almost. But there's there's no gain outside of that. The property that you buy, for the most part, is just uh, empty, vacuous warehouses that <laughs> you know serve no greater purpose. Has a funny name. Um, some, some, some of them some of them know. do yeah um but think about like how vice city handled buying property where you could buy houses and then go in them or you could buy businesses which either offered their own missions or offered some sort of uh enrichment to the game like you could buy the uh, car dealership and then get access to cool cars and do races uh you could buy i think one of the lofts had a heliport on it so you could you know that would give you access to a a helicopter you know i feel like uh you were so much more invested in the city and something like vice city than you are here mm-hmm. um which I, I guess is what the back backlash is when you don't put enough time in investing in your characters and your setting uh then you know it's it's not a not a real big deal when you go around and buy properties. It's just kind of useless. It's just something that you do on your way to a mission. Yeah. Which yeah. leads to another point and something I wasn't very pleased with because for, for as much as this game addressed, you know, the things that were bad about Grand Theft Auto, like, you know, the, the shooting in this is incredibly tight. Uh, the driving, you know, the, the driving in Grand Theft Auto 4 is accurate, yes, but it also kind of felt like you were piloting, piloting boats on land. Um, you know, it was They're hard to too. turn sometimes. Yeah, yeah, as 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 real cars are, but all of these kind of turn on a dime, and you know, all, all of that. For for yeah. as many of those like little kind of like, oh, this is now fun to play things that they really addressed and fixed up. One of the things that Rockstar has done, especially um, since uh, Red Dead and also L.A. Noir, was the ability to skip travel. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, like, you know, if if you were on your way from one place to another in L.A. Noir, you could say, "Hey, partner, drive," and it'll warp you there. Um, yeah. In Red Dead Redemption, you only have to make those trips once, and yeah. then you can, you know, opt to to avoid that. Whereas in this, you know, if you know, you you open up your cell phone and you call Shondi or you call Zemos, um, and you say, "Hey, you know, what can I, you know, like, blah blah blah, come over here, so and so, something something," and then you have to drive all the way across the city. Yep. And it just felt, I mean, it's it's almost like, like such a weird thing to bitch about, but or tired thing to bitch about, rather. It felt like padding, and it felt like it was it was fat that was ready to be trimmed, but they weren't ready to do it. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's yeah, that's fair. And even, even in Grand Theft Auto 4, you could travel by taxi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you feel like that was done with the idea of, hey, this is a world where you'll find a lot of random distractions uh, and they were trying to get you out to see random things and encounter random stuff, or was it just laziness? I don't even know about that because, like in Grand, I, f- I felt like Grand Theft Auto: The City was more alive. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in that, like in, in this, there, there, there is no, um, penalty for running over a civilian. Yeah. Like, like maybe, <laughs> like maybe the, the, the gang who controls that territory will start firing at you. But like in, in Grand Theft Auto, if you were tasked with driving across the city, yes, it was a time sink, but you were also concerned with, okay, I need to do this in a way that doesn't get me into the start of this mission with the police on my tail, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. Which was its own kind of meta game, you know, when you weren't actively trying to get the police on your tail, um, <laughs> you know, which which was a way that you know I I like many people spent my time doing it, uh, whereas in this one it, it feels so consequence free, like you run over somebody or you just go up on the go up on the sidewalk and yes for hitting pedestrians you get points and it like gives you progress towards an achievement, mm-hmm. um, but you you know it doesn't feel as weighty or it doesn't feel like it's anything really, mm-hmm. so. Also, um, another comparison, the things that you can collect in this game, there's, I guess, money pickups that you can have, uh, drug money pickups, which I guess is slightly different, maybe, and then there's blow-up dolls that you can pick up, <laughs> which, I mean, is kind of funny for the you know first time you hear it. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about it, though, is there's little to no incentive for doing that. Mm-hmm. So, again, going back to Grand Theft Auto, you know, for every 10 hidden packages you pick up, you get a reward of, like, some sort of gun at your safe house or something like that. You know, like here, no incentives, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, just another point of something that they didn't exactly handle well. But And it's almost like that was, you know, philosophically intentional. I mean... Not, not. I guess I'm not attributing it to, to to laziness, but they don't call like those those things that you can spend your time doing. They don't call them missions. Mm-hmm. Like in in Grand Theft Auto, it feels lazy to make the comparison, but it is the most ready, the most readily available comparison. Grand Theft Auto, just just accept it, please. Um, mm-hmm. But in in Grand Theft Auto, it was like, ooh, do a massacre mission, and you would do this, and there were five of them spread throughout the throughout the world, and then mm-hmm. boom, you got your massacre reward or whatever like a flamethrower at your lair or something like that yeah in this they're called activities mm-hmm. and when i hear activities i think activity book which was something that sounds like in, you're rounding out a resume <laughs> exactly um which in elementary school was something that your teachers had you do when they didn't have a better way to fill your time Mm-hmm. Um, and if they called them, I just, it's just one of those things where that, that word choice, calling them activities, it feels really, uh, if, 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 if it's telling. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we just spent about 15 minutes shitting on this game. I loved it. No. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> it was a great game. It was a great game, but it's a great game because of those missions that they have. They are such jewels that <laughs> that's what makes this game fun to play. The only downside, I feel like after you, you've leveled up your person completely, after you reach the peak, mm-hmm. there's not a lot offering. There's not a lot of incentive to play this game anymore. I, I finished it, and I took it out of my PlayStation 3, and I put it on my shelf, and I don't intend to pull it back out again. Yeah. Um, yeah. May, maybe on a cold, cold, rainy day, but there's just so much else to do than, yeah. than play it. And- and there, the, as I said, there's just no incentive to do any of those activities. I guess, yeah, as you as you say, yeah. you know. it, it goes back to you know the the, the fundamental um, contradiction or the difference or the distinction that you need to make between finishing a game and being done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get to the weird final you know bonus mission at the end, you know, credits roll, and then boom, you, you know, you're 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 done with it. Mm-hmm. And even though there's more left to do, it's not at 100. percent 
you know, just I'm, I'm done. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent or, you know, you are a person who has been, you know, known to to do that before, but you saying that, you know, you're, you're, you're done with that. I think that says something too. Well, it's cause they offer no incentives too. Yeah, it's true. They're not going to put a Harrier on your neighbor's <laughs> roof if you do a hundred percent. Yeah, so it's true. Or a they tank would? on the curb. <laughs> That's San Andreas, uh, I think the last few uh, things you okay. get for beating yeah. that game 100% is there's a Harrier on your neighbor's roof and then there's a tank on the some, in front of your house. Some of those military vehicles that you can get, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to spoil story stuff, but those were fun. <laughs> those were those were really fun to pilot. Oh, oh yes. Oh, okay, yes. Us. In the in Saints Row. Yeah. 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 There's, I, as I said, yeah, I think the recommendation for anyone listening is you should definitely rent this game and play it and beat it. And I I didn't check my play clock, but I think I probably put about eighteen to twenty hours into it. Yeah, I think so, I did too. And yeah. and those are that's time that you want to invest. You yes, know? it's time it, well spent. Yeah, it, I feel like the the idea of it being monotonous is kind of an afterthought. Where it's after you did it, you're like, man, that was that was wasted time for those those. <laughs> But but during the time you're like I'm gonna do this because I'm gonna make money and I'll upgrade my person and it'll be sweet. Can can, so, can 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 I can I do a, like a one line you know summarization sure. of like why we expect more? Sure. It's so fresh that it spoils quickly. <laughs> oh wow! I like that. It's go lie down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boom. that that sums it up well. So yeah. play it. It's fun. Uh, yeah. I bought it. Um, I don't know if they did this on the 360 or not, but this is one thing that I'm finding out with PlayStation games. Um, they just give you downloads. Like you just buy a game, and it's like, hey, download two other games. It's 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 on us. What? I got I got Saints Row new, and inside there is a code that when you put it in, you can download Saints Row two. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hey, know just like they were supposed to do Battlefield 1943 uh-huh. with Battlefield three. Yeah, but then they didn't. <laughs> but they but they did that with uh with assassin's creed revelations you can download the first assassin's creed although god why would you ever want to play that um <laughs> <laughs> now now that there's newer assassin's creeds out yes. when that was the only when that was new <laughs> yeah there was absolutely a reason to play it i'm just being provocative i'm trying to alienate people dennis come on <laughs> Come on. I forgot our prime directive, alienate everyone. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, you shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like the end of Ferris Bueller. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, so, so, so Saints Row the Third, that's, uh, did, did you have any thoughts on other stuff besides that? Um, no, that's, uh, that's, that was the main thing that I played over Christmas break. And I've just been playing job stuff lately <laughs> job so. stuff yeah yeah oh well and also there's as you said before there's nothing out right now so yeah, yeah. Mm. that's tough and and you're not you're not a backlog person you 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 are you are the uh na- you're the native american you are the indian of of uh of our group i think you use every part of the games that you get i try to i am wasteful I yeah. I don't I didn't play any multiplayer on Uncharted three so yeah, I will fair. admit I waste a little bit sometimes. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Uncharted, can I move on to my next one? Please. Yeah, Uncharted two. Uh, yes. Been playing that. Finally so got on that. Yes. What's that? Have you already beaten it? No, no, I haven't beaten it. That's a long so game. So how have you started it and you're not playing it right now? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I play it on breaks during work. Um, 
you know, I play it uh, after. Are you playing hours. it right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I thought I heard gunfire. I mute, I mute the microphone and I unpause the game and then I pause the game and and uh, so okay. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very quick with with both of those buttons with both with both mute and pause. <laughs> um, so to give you some uh, indication of where I'm at without spoiling um, any of the any of the story stuff, um, I just saw a very interesting map at the center of a shrine that involved a lot of climbing and uh sticking a dagger in things all right yeah. what's that yeah yep yep so, so, uh dennis are, are, are you hip yeah i'm hip yeah so it's a the the the, the shrine in the city in, in nepal where the madman is uh searching for the uh the the, the ancient artifacts the yeah the thing oh, yeah. The, the the artifact the 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 madman with the artifact and the thing in the place yep no, I love it. It's 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 amazing. Um, I'm playing it on normal. I'm not I'm not like you, Dennis, or even Ben. What what difficulty did you have? You I only played it on normal. Okay, right. it was cheap enough on normal. I <laughs> did not dare play anything harder than that. Yeah, I'm finding it. I'm finding it good. Um, I, I like it a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I, I it's a game and it's a series that we've talked about so much on 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 the show. That I, I feel like anything I say about it will be covering old ground, but I have a couple of points that I would like to make. Uh, first, I'm really surprised that this is rated teen. Okay. Um, with the language mm. and the blood and the shooting and the whatnot. I didn't know it was rated teen. Yeah, it's teen. Huh. It is rated T14. Surprises me. Huh. Yeah. No, I just, it, I was just surprised. I was like listening to it and I was I was like refreshed at how, you know, how awesome the dialogue is. You know, it's something that the game is really is really lauded for. Um and just, you know, it's like, oh, they're they're swearing but they're swearing like adults. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not Bulletstorm or Gears of War or Saints Row, um, where they're, you know, making up <laughs> swear words as they go. It just it's it's really believable stuff, but it's like, oh man, they're saying goddamn and they're saying shit and it's like there's no way. But yeah, it's teen. So you know, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I just, I'm just curious as to as to how they got that by. Uh, that's a that's a minor thing, though. I'm going to talk about the climbing puzzles a little bit. Um, Did you ever think climbing could be enjoyable? <laughs> no, uh, because I get really frustrated when I don't know where to go next in a game. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just kind of like if I'm if I'm put into kind of what appears to be an intractable situation, I get very um, impatient very quickly. Um, but in this, you, you know, the, the, the hint system aside, like, you know, if you're, if you stand around flummoxed after a while, it gives you the opportunity to press up on the D pad and then it focuses on what you need to do next. Um, the differences aside, they, they do a lot of subtle guiding of like what you need to do next without yellow going and into red, yellow and red yep. and, uh, any kind of street sign, um, blue pipes, something like that. Um, so it's kind of like eco or shadow of the Colossus where, where you, where you quickly learn the, 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 uh, the vocabulary of you know how to navigate mm-hmm. and it puts you into more difficult situations as you go along and it's really satisfying because i think a lesser game um you know not not to call batman a, 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 a lesser game but i'm thinking more about like uh um, the, the new tomb raider game which i think looks otherwise amazing except for the fact that at the most recent gameplay demo they came out and said like "Ooh," and and she's she's honing her she's she's honing her instincts as an explorer and you can enter explorer vision and you press this button <laughs> and it'll <laughs> it'll highlight where you need to go in yellow and it's like could that be lazier why <laughs> could, i mean this 
design your levels so that you need to know the, the, uh perfect dark zero have you ever have any have you have you, have you ever played that any of you no i, I played i played it for two minutes and <laughs> never put it in the system again yeah i got it as a launch game for my 360 i did about the same thing too um but perfect dark zero when, when you know if, if you were standing around lost the the levels were designed so poorly that they felt the need to um as a as a as a means of guidance to put arrows on the floor, like fluorescent arrows that would guide you to where you need <laughs> to go next. And and Dead Space, I, I love you, Dead Space, but you're not exactly that innocent either. You, you know, I mean, you have the yeah. you have you have the map guide button, but it's it, it rewards you enough for going off fiction. the beaten path. Yep, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So I'm if great. it's I'm great science, I'm... <laughs> what's that? Did, did, did you turn the bubs their, from Homestar navigation? Uh, maybe. <laughs> unintentionally that was them explaining their horrible horrible navigation system. oh okay yeah no no so so and and uncharted it's it's refreshing oh also enslaved you too where 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 everything <laughs> that you could climb on you know glowed, glowed red uh for for as fun as your explore as your exploration was um that 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 ain't cool but no this 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 does a good job of that and i was gonna you know, say this is the cole ross throwdown right here <laughs> calling out all games <laughs> <laughs> come into the ring i'll take you down um <laughs> no but nav- navigation especially you know 3d navigation in these kind of complex visually cluttered uh environments uh mirror's edge too hey screw you don't make stuff more red make it better uh, <laughs> mirror's edge was solid i know i know i'm just i'm just picking out games with navigation schemes at this point but just as as the as the level of detail and the level of visual clutter rises the, you know the the, the uh, uh frustration kind of mounts as well and i don't feel as frustrated with this as i you know as 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 i do just just because it's 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 so great um dialogue uh you know the the, the scenes the the, the story is really good even if, you know even if it is you know pretty pretty um rote you know explorer who is you know a treasure hunter who is you know question you know ethically questionable but he's a lovable scamp so you know he kind of gets away with it you know that 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 kind of thing you know I the the term you're searching for is indiana brown <laughs> exactly um yeah i mean that that's I that's felt fun, though, i felt that this game rested comfortably enough in homage like it it never felt like a ripoff. Oh, I'm not no calling much. it a ripoff at all. No, it's. I mean, it uses it uses that again. You know, it uses that vocabulary well. It uses those tropes very well. Um, and just the the other characters obviously are likable. You know, Nathan Drake will stand as one of the one of the better remembered video game characters for for a very long time. I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I was I was kind of stricken by the believability of the performances. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and especially with so many games as of recently that have really focused on performance capture. Um, L.A. Noir and Heavy Rain specifically. Um, I'm not sure what the technology behind how they how they did the performances worked, but um, a the transition from you know from what you do into cutscene is really good. Like they don't do any like kind of like loading. It's just kind of like ooh a quick cut in a film. Like they, not now you're doing something. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm really struck by the interactions between uh, Nathan and, and and Chloe, the uh, the female love interest in this game. Um, kind of their interactions as you know r- romantic partners really believable they they're for, for for some reason it 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 uh manages to step neatly over the uncanny valley and uh be convincing um mm-hmm. as like these could be humans doing these things uh which is which is uh, a rare feat i think mm-hmm. you guys got quiet 
No, we're just listening. <laughs> I, I just started thinking about Chloe in my mind. Kind of wondered. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's good. I like that, and I, and I like the, uh, uh, the the just the second um, spoiler. That's uh, not really a spoiler because she, she you know, she's like Sully. She shows up in every game. The second Elena enters the picture with Chloe still around, the <laughs> the, the the dialogue and the body language and just kind of oh, every, yeah. everything around that, just like immediately it becomes like a, a matter of jealousy. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. That's like an interesting little story beat. And uh, it's 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 handled with a with, you know, it's not exactly subtle because they really, you know, kind of bring it to the forefront. But it's handled with a with, with enough tact to where it doesn't feel like they're trying to ram it down anybody's throat. You know, mm-hmm. nice choice. Of words. I also I also <laughs> just love that line. <laughs> I'm Tobias Funke, Ben. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I also I also <laughs> I, I love the the. um Elena Fisher, last year's model. Oh, you've been waiting. Is that one? Nope. <laughs> it's just so natural. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, f- I forget. Is this one of those games where they got all of the VOs in the same room to do the uh, to the to do the uh, lines? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is uh, you should wait after you beat this game. There, what you, you can do is unlock different videos that they have of behind the scenes, and so you can watch video of the motion capture that they do. And it's awesome. basically they run it like a Hollywood movie, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they have all the scenes. They have all the actors in the same room, and it's just a giant uh, room with props and green and the uh, motion capture. Uh-huh. And so they they treat it like it's basically like a Hollywood movie, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like theater. Them doing the scenes in the in the same room with one another. Oh, and it shows. Yeah, they're they're not just in the same recording studio to do the lines. They are literally acting it out just like they would in a real life. Yeah, movie. Yeah, that works so well. It really does. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm digging it. I really am. It's 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 amazing. I I, I went against your advice, Dennis, um, and didn't play Uncharted one first. Um, just just because. Mm. It was it was late. I'd beaten uh, Saints Row the Third. I didn't feel like going and getting Uncharted One, but I wanted to play <laughs> something next. You know, so forgivable. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's a series that I I intend to play all of it. You know, once 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 I surmount the backlog. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's great. Um, there's one. Ben, there's, what do you? <laughs> go ahead. I was going to ask Ben. Do you think it'll be hard for Cole to go back to one after he's played two? Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> In short, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that's how I went. Is I played the second one, then I played the first one, and yeah, I mean, the first one's you know it's fine, but it is dated. You know, it's uh yeah. Do you think it game. would be better if I when I go back to one just to put it on very easy and just kind of skate through it? Yeah, definitely. Because what I was going to say is the one part that still does hold up is the the storytelling and the acting and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's what you go back and play one for. Yeah, because you're not getting anything gameplay wise in one that you don't get better into. It's kind yeah. of like if I was talking to somebody right now who was, you know, getting ready to like, oh, I'm interested in Mass Effect. I would tell them play Mass Effect one on easy or, or casual or whatever their whatever their thing was. Get a character for two and then, you know, run with it. So, yeah, yeah that, that that might be ultimately what I do. Um, there, there, there's one set piece that I really want to like call out. I don't know if it's going to be spoilery or whatever, but, uh, early on in the game, um, I get the sense that I'm about like a third to half, halfway through right now. Um, okay. I, I don't know though. Uh, but early on in the game, uh, yeah. uh, there's a, there's a situation where you're in a tall hotel building. Um, and the big bad guy, he calls down the chopper strike on the building itself, yeah. uh, to knock it down while you're inside of it. Yeah. 
Um, and it's mm-hmm. a real, it's a real short little story beat. You know, you're kind of like running through the building and then finally it blows off the facade and then boom missiles and all the guys who you're fighting, you know, they all die. And as you're, I, I don't, I just, the, the, the sense of momentum or the sense of feeling or just the, the, the kind of tactile feel of this building slowly tipping over. I don't know if it's, if it's the way that they mo you know, Nate losing his balance or something and like reaching for the nearest thing. Or the just like the way everybody's screaming, like "Oh no!" But it was such a convincing, like hold your breath, like "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" And as yep. and as it is like falling over into the next building, you're just like kind of like you're sliding down, and then you know you're just like "Oh my god! What am I gonna? What am, you know, what am I gonna do?" You hear Nate say "Jump," and then you press the jump button, and then you leap in through the window of the next building. Yeah. Um and that's like. Oh my god! Like from a gameplay standpoint, it's like you know whatever. If you don't jump in time, you die. So it's really just a QTE. Mm-hmm. But just from the from the window dressing about it, it feels so gigantic. It feels so much bigger than you. And, and like I said, it's, you know, it's a it's a real breath holding kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was texting you about this, Dennis, and we and we both agreed. I was very happy that you pointed it out oh, because yeah. I, I was waiting to bring it up on the show. But you responded back, and how silent it is right after that. You said with the clock ticking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just the, your entire world's coming down around you and you get out and you finally get a chance to breathe and it's dead silent except for an alarm clock that's ticking. Tick. Tick. <laughs> Tick. It's like it's so rare that you get an audio gag there. You know, there's, oh, si- there's sight gags and there's, you know, and there's there's one liners and there's quips and there's jokes and jokes. And jokes, spaghetti, spaghetti. Um, no, it's <laughs> a Chappelle show. That's the thing. Um, no, no oh, yeah. uh, um, but yeah, this, uh, this, this is a game that was smart enough to do an audio joke, and I like that. I don't even think I caught that the first time. What? So the joke was that a clock was ticking afterwards? No, no, it's just kind of like this huge cacophony, and just like kind of like you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and then while you're catching your breath, it's just dead silent, and then. It's like a believable version of crickets in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know if we're doing it any justice, but the but that juxtaposition between the two uh, between the two extremes, I was just kind of like you know laughing. I don't know if, if it was a. Well, do you think it was a stress laugh? Do you think we're 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 we're, uh, we're laughing at it because it was you know we were just kind of like oh, oh shit adrenaline kind of thing or? I think the other thing. Well, <laughs> I was about to say the other thing I love is. Um, I can't remember the exact line that Drake says, but what sticks out in my mind is the little laugh that he gives <laughs> once he gets into. Yeah, exactly. And he says, <laughs> like, "We were just, just in that. <laughs> you know, yeah. We were just in that." <laughs> or no, he says, "We were almost in that." Is is what he uh, says. Okay. okay. And and, I, and and you know, I, I was expecting Chloe to come back and say, "We were in that." But no, it was just kind of let. It was funnier that way. I think. Well, it's so perfect because you're so freaked out that you don't think to do a one-liner in that instance. It's just like, oh my god, you know. It's, but it seemed like such a believable thing for again. Believable goes. Mm-hmm. It, it all goes back to believable. Um, but yeah, so good. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably have it beaten by the next time we play. Um, by by the end of this episode, no, by the next time we play. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. So I'll be interested to see what you think of the ending. Oh. Cuz to to give an aside to Ben, the one thing that I did like better from Uncharted 1 was the ending. I I mean, all those games are like the same game to me. So I <laughs> well, if you want to be spoiled on this game, play the first one or the third one. <laughs> and vice versa. So 
I don't. Know. I yeah. think I think you I think you made the right choice by playing this one because I do feel like this is the best game of the three. Yeah. And so you can just go ahead and not play any of the other <laughs> games after this. I I, I intend to, but I won't, I won't make a point to do it right away. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So many other games to play, gentlemen. So, so much to clog. <laughs> so much to clog. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for me. That was episode number 142 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. We're going to call it Phoned, as per Ben's request. Um, and as far as what I'm going to request of you, tell a friend. Hey, it's, you, it's like, hey, you, you like you like video games? Listen to these guys. Do that. It's like the buddy system. You don't want to listen to this by yourself. No, don't do that. That's don't, dangerous. I was going to say it's like starting a friend on drugs. It's scary. First one's free. <laughs> the first 142 are free. Then we charge. Uh, yep. Um, you, can, you can check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash don't tree riddle. Uh, you can also look us up on uh, on the iTunes if that's your way of downloading shows um, or any other uh, device as you were. iTunes really helps us out, though, and uh, you can subscribe to us. You can leave us a review, rating, all that good stuff, and you can hop over to duckfeed.tv to find all of this information. Uh, we haven't done Twitter callouts in a while. Uh, I am at Cole Ross. That is K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. It's got a K, dummy. And uh, Dennis? <laughs> I'm D-Furia, D-F-U-R-I-A. And uh, Ben? I am Merkelizer. You're about yeah. you're about due for a toot. I actually laid down a nice toot on Christmas. I don't know if it's up or not though, because oh. I did I did toot on Christmas. Hmm. hmm, that sounds weird. Let's see here. Uh, we 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 make a habit of reading these on the air. <laughs> ben Merkel at uh, uh, it doesn't give a time. Damn, on the twenty fourth of December of twenty eleven of 2011 rather said Christmas is a lot funnier. If you pretend everybody is celebrating the French artist, Christo (laughs) (laughs) kudos. That explains the wrapping of the gifts. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. Santa Claus doesn't explain that. (laughs) No, he does not. Oh man. That's good. So you can, you can check us all out there. That's all good. Um, and in general, you can just keep on listening because we like having you and we like doing this for you. So for uh, DTR, my name is Cole Ross. I'm Dennis Furia. And Ben Merkel. And uh, take it easy. I feel like we mm-hmm. don't alienate our audience at the end of the episode at all. <laughs> and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's how we <laughs> yeah, should end screw it. off, jerks. <laughs> there we go.